Welcome to the Infinite Spark of Being podcast. My name is Keith Welsh, and on this episode, we're going to be talking about manifestation, manifesting. Uh, but before we get into that, go to the infinitesparkofbeing.com and click that about button because that is all you want to know about me and what I have to offer you. Um, if you're interested in booking one-on-one time or having me come and speak at your yoga school or some other group, um, I am absolutely available to do that. And you can reach out through email. Uh, if you direct message me, do it through Instagram. I'm just the most active there and not so much on uh, TikTok and Facebook and those things, though there are infinite spark of being accounts. Um, the Patreon donate button on the website, if you just want to donate money just because you like what I'm doing, you can do that through PayPal or Venmo. Uh, but there's also the Patreon, $1 a month, $5 a month, or the $10 a month tier, which gives you access to the first Wednesday of every month online gathering where uh, I teach and talk and we discuss. Um, last week was pranayama and spinal breathing. Uh, this last week, last month, uh, this month on November 1st, we will be doing uh, mantra recitation, mind training, and manifestation, how that all kind of wraps in together. But that $10 a month gets you there. Uh, if you just want to attend that and just see what it's like, see what it's about, that's $20 one time. Do it through PayPal or Venmo. Uh, just be sure you get me a, the correct uh, email address so that I can um, get you a link to that. Also, you can buy the books through there. Um, the third book, I am not necessarily redoing it, but I'm on fire right now. Um, and I first sat down just to edit it, but now I'm like, no, 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 I got to fix this. I got to fix this. I got to change this. Oh, I got one more thing to add here. So that's, I want to say it's starting over. It's the big portion of it's already done, but the essays I think are, um, I just feel very creative and productive lately. Um, so that's their uh, t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies there as well. And I know I say this every week, but working on um, a new store uh, tonight, I'll probably really hammer out some new stuff. But um, okay, so manifestation. First thing I want you to understand, when I talk about these things, I am not demystifying them. When I say something like the mind instead of the subtle body, and I revert back to discussing neurology and things like that, neural pathways, it's not to demystify or materialize the spiritual path. What I'm doing is I'm showing you how that is intertwined into the physical, that the physical reality is a, is a, is the result of the mind. And the mind is a very sacred and spiritual thing. That's the thing that, that people forget. The mind is the subtle body. All of our psychological thises and thats are the subtle body. And that is what transmigrates with soul. The soul, your identity, the self, the real you, brings this with it. Um, so that's, it, it is important, right? I don't want you to forget that. So to manifest means to put on display or to show or to make apparent either visually or mentally. Um, things can manifest to you visually. Like you didn't see that before. Oh, I, I see that now. The path is manifest. You're, you're in the woods. Oh, the, the trail is manifesting. That's really kind of a dramatic way to say it. Um, but something becomes apparent to you mentally. Like, oh, I never thought of it that way. There is a, a route through a way of thinking that is manifesting in the mind. Again, very sacred, very spiritual thing. 
But the word manifestation gets brought up a lot with um, uh, the law of attraction, abundance thinking, stuff like that. Also, it gets brought up in the occult when it comes to um, what a lot of these social media goth types like to call witchcraft. Um, I, I love the Instagram witches out there. Very cute. So to manifest, this, this shows us again that the occult magic with a K is about the mind. It is about these things becoming apparent and manifesting in the mind so that we can find a way to acquire what we're, what we're trying to acquire, whatever it is. So that's manifesting. Um, what we are really doing is we're training the mind to find the route, to see the route clearly, because what we have to understand is that we are not, like I said in a couple of these reels on Instagram, we're not attracting things to us. The problem is we're changing what our mind is attracted to. Um, we are often surrounded by the people, places, and things that we're surrounded by because that is what our mind is attracted to. Even when it's undesirable, the mind is attracted to the patterns that take us back to that place, that, um, that saying, the mind will always choose uh, familiar chaos over unfamiliar peace. Um, you know, that'll always take its familiar fears over unfamiliar safety. So we have to remember that. Um, and that is that you, so in a way you are manifesting trouble, hardship, lack, because your mind is constantly looking for those things to be true and real because the subtle body is doing it because that's your curriculum. That's what you're supposed to be working on. You know, instead of seeing just hardship around you and praying to something outside of yourself to change it for you, which is also a misunderstanding of the spiritual literature because once you start reading it in earnest and understand the allegory, it tells you to go within. Everything tells you to go within. But, you know, when we are looking outside of ourselves for solutions or the problems, we are trapped in the ego. That's the reality testing function. Things is that the thing that says you're separate from all of this. You are not separate from the problem. You are the problem. You're also not separate from the solution because you are the solution. You are God. Atman, self, soul, eventually finds its way back to Paramatman, God, source. So... The idea of the law of attraction is not the law of what is attracted to you, but the law, you're lawfully attracted to things because of the way that you think. In other words, of course you're in this situation. That's how you always think about things. That's how you always perceive the world so you find yourself in the same situation. It's very lawful. It's very appropriate because that's how you think. Been there, right? Um... So what we're doing with manifestation is we're training the mind to find the pattern that benefits us the most. Um, and often what we have to do is monitor our thinking. Um, that's known as metacognition. When we think about our thoughts, then we are able to change our thoughts. So those thoughts that we are aware of that's the conscious mind. 
there are thoughts that we are unaware of, perceptions and judgments and things like that. That is in the subconscious mind. So really, through metacognition, um, we learn to watch the conscious mind and go, okay, there's that thought again. There's that negative, lack, poverty mind that keeps coming up. I need to change that. Right, I need to think about it this way. Okay, now I'm going to insert my affirmation here. I'm going to insert my mantra here. Um, the conscious mind, uh, I like that Francis uh, Scoville Shin referred to it as the carnal mind. Um, I don't know if she coined that, but um, it is uh, the way she referred to it as the old derelict. You know, it's this thing that it, it's 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 very old, so it's filled with a lot of evolutionary fears, right? But then there's a third thing that comes up. There's a third thought. So there's the subconscious mind, the conscious mind. Then there's what's called the superconscious, access to the higher self or the divine mind. Uh, Scoville Shin called it the realm of good ideas, which I love. Um, <clears throat> so often we have this idea, this thing we want to do, this thought. And then we have the next, well, that's not possible. Well, let's not do that. Well, that's not realistic. That's the conscious mind. The divine mind tried to step and go, hey, how about this? But then your old derelict thinking goes, no, 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 no. And that old derelict, as Florence would say, um, is related to the subconscious. So the subconscious mind is what's manifesting your reality. You see the things that you see. You notice the things that you notice because that's how your operating system, your subconscious mind is working, right? Um, but we begin... Now, the conscious mind is only going to think thoughts in relation to the subconscious. So if the subconscious is, you know, patterned or, or wired for lack thinking, uh, unavailability, hardship, difficulty, then the conscious mind, those thoughts that you're aware of, the, even your memories are going to be remembered in a way that is rooted in lack and not having enough and, and hardship and whatever. That's how you're going to remember it. That's how you're going to think about the future. The real kick in the nuts is that your, your conscious mind is going to be the way you change the subconscious. So not only is the conscious mind the thoughts that we are aware of based on or rooted in the subconscious... But the conscious mind is the key to changing the subconscious. And we can do that once we start seeing that divine mind come up. Like, well, those are good ideas. I could do this. But then you start to notice through metacognition, thinking about the things. Like, man, then I notice I have this, this horrible thought that comes up after it. Like, oh, you can't do that. You're not smart enough for that. You don't know what that is. You're not educated on that. So you can't talk about that. You can't write about that. You can't do this. You could never get that job. You could never find this person. What, why would that person want to be with you? There's those limiting beliefs, right? That have been brought to my attention. Thank you very much. About myself. Um, but metacognition is most effective when there is a meditative practice. There has to be a way. And this is why within the East, the West whether it was sadhus in India or magical orders in England, right? Meditation, a way of creating space, it was, is so valuable, right? 
Um, it's like if something is very close to your face, physically close to your face, you can't see all of it. It's, 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 it's right there. It's too much. You, so you pull your head back. You're like, what the fuck is this thing? Right? You step back. If you've ever, uh, if some of you are artists and, and, and you, you always, we always take that step back and look at it like, hmm, right? Even when I'm designing something on my computer, I slide my chair back and look at it like, huh, you know? So I do that with the books even. I'll, I'll you know, zoom out really far and like look at the page. Like, All right, what does this look like? You know? Our problems are like that. They're so close to us, we can't see the space around it. And it's like if somebody was attacking you and they were like three inches from you, you'd have very little time to figure out what the heck to do. But if they were outside and like, hey, I'm coming in after you, you'd have a minute. The mind works the same way. We create enough space in the mind to where we can see these thoughts very clearly. We notice that the nervous system is responding to that old way of thinking, but we've been practicing. So we breathe. And we replace that thought, that I can't thought, or that I don't know how to thought. You know, I can't remember what TV show, some sitcom or something. There's somebody who goes, not knowing what I was talking about never prevented me from being an expert. <laughs> I love that. Oh uh, boy, I've done a lot with that philosophy. Um, <laughs> but it's... Um, See, I shouldn't say that. That's so self-deprecating and stupid. I'm sorry. Didn't mean that. Um, so creating space through the meditative practice allows metacognition to really be something that we can, that we can use. Because so many people aren't incorporating it. They believe that their thoughts are real. They believe that they are the mind. I saw a great Ramana Maharshi quote today that said something about suffering will continue for people that believe that they are the mind. You know, that thoughts being the result of a neural process, neurons fire, you experience that thought as a result of that firing, but you're not picking and choosing the firing. You know? I mean, eventually I believe that you do, but it's, it's a process, you know? You can't just decide. You know, a lot of people know that what they're thinking is unskillful, but their body is so tight about it. They just want to, they just got to do something about it because it feels so bad. There's no space. They don't realize yet that that feeling goes away. So there's nothing to do about it. You can always relax. The feeling's there. The thoughts are there. Right? But you're going to end up at the same impasse, the same fork in the road, the same difficult moment over and over again. It will manifest for you repeatedly. Hardship, difficulty, lack, unavailability will manifest for you repeatedly because you keep acting as if those thoughts and situations are valid and real. I did a reel a while back about validating, being validated. I, I didn't want you to validate my thinking. For the love of God, do not validate me. I'm a crazy person. Please don't validate my crazy thoughts. You know, so many of us have these negative, horrible ways of looking at the world. Like, I want to feel validated. Do you? Jesus Christ. Ugh. How about you find somebody that's not going to validate your thoughts and, and tell you a different way to look at it so you can enjoy yourself for once? Christ Almighty. I want my pain validated. I don't want my pain validated. I want you to tell me it's not real so I can move on. So these things, like manifestation isn't necessarily, I'm going to manifest 
this or that. It's just that you keep manifesting shit because shit begets shit. Peace begets peace. Happiness begets happiness. So the, the, the deal is this. There is an intrinsic amount of abundance in three-dimensional reality on this human birth. It is called the precious human birth for a reason. Because it is precious. It's the true proving ground for the soul. It is the true, it's college. You know, being a, taking birth as a hummingbird's preschool. You eat squawk and shit. It's very easy. As a human, you gotta like, you gotta navigate some stuff. Now the soul gets to really work out its karma really gets to work out that curriculum and, and take those difficult classes, right? That's what we're doing. So the act of manifesting the law of attraction, seeking abundance and finding it, is part of the curriculum. This is intrinsically abundant, this realm, this plane of existence. But if the mind is trained to only view lack, then it'll only find lack. Now, why would the mind continually find something unpleasant because it looks for patterns and patterns are safety even if they're because because they're consistent right a pattern is typically consistent it's a consistent pattern so the mind views that as safety so the nervous system doesn't really react to it that's why you keep finding yourself in these shitty situations but when you're you know offered something better you kind of hesitate or back off or feel uneasy about it Sometimes it's a person, a job, something you really want. You know you should want it, but you just feel so tight about it and you just can't lean in. You can't. Something about it's just making you uncomfortable. So you think that's your gut or your intuition, which I love. Love that. Your intuition, your gut. Don't think with your gut. Think with your mind. That's what it's for. How many, I mean, how many times did you, like, I, for myself, I'll speak for myself that there's times where I was shown, given a person, right? And, and retreated because this person was, I, you know, I felt uneasy about it. Well, that uneasy feeling was due to my own limiting beliefs about myself. And it took a couple months for me to come back around. And then here we are, very happy later. But, you know, I had to disregard my old thinking. I had to disregard the tightness in my body. I had to disregard my nervousness. Like, okay, well, let's just, just lean in. She's here for a reason. Turns out learning to ignore that gut feeling, you know, and to disregard my own shitty thinking was the best thing I could have done. And I can tell you there's hundreds of times in my life where I've done that professionally and personally. You know, it was harder to do it when romance and love are concerned because that's where you think you're really going to get hurt. You know, so even doing it there, you know, I, I realized that a lot of my tightness was due to my own limiting beliefs about myself, that I wasn't good enough for this or good enough for that. You know, that I wasn't capable of providing this or capable of providing that when I absolutely can, you know. Um, so manifestation means to show or reveal. Right now, the things that are apparent to your mind might not be great. Maybe in some aspects of your life they are great, but other ones are lacking. It's a process. We've got to work through it. You know, so we want our mind to begin manifesting beauty and ease and love 
it takes a little bit of time because in some areas you might find that easy to do in other areas it's very difficult yeah. and that law of attraction is the law of what you are attracted to so stop feeding the ego with separateness that your problems are separate from you and that success and, and the, the salvation from those problems is separate from you no it's, it's you you're it I am that I am. You am all of it, right? Um, I'm glad that I have this platform to talk to you and that so many of you are enjoying this and so many of you are getting something out of this. It means a lot to me uh, when you reach out and tell me that. Um, again, go to the website, theinfinitesparkofbeing.com. Click on the About button. See what I have to offer you. Um, and email me. We can schedule some time. You can come and speak. Do one-on-one. Either through you know, Google Meet or just on the phone. Dealer's choice. Um, Patreon, $10 a month. First Wednesday of every month. Um, online meeting. 8 p.m. Eastern through Google Meet. Uh, we've been having a lot of fun. Looking forward to more of it. All right. I love you. Bye-bye.